I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host, I'm a comedian, and I say a lot of stupid shit. Um, you guys, that is my Uber Eats alert going off. It's on its way. Um, listen, I'm doing my best. Diet is a struggle. If you're new to the podcast, uh, Welcome. Subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes. It helps. I'm so close to 200, so if you guys want to go, if you haven't reviewed. Um, I did like one big push to get to 100, and then I feel like it's just been a thing I gl- uh, gloss over uh, every week. So, yeah, let's go to 200. I'm trying to think of a challenge to get to the next level, like to 300. Open to suggestions. Put those in the Facebook group. Um, thank you to everyone who subscribes and reviews and rates and participates. Um... Speaking of participating, I am launching a second podcast. Da, 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 da. The preview episode is already up right now. It's called Existential Crisis. It's going to be hosted by me and my delightful monster of an ex-boyfriend, Connor McSpadden of the Mean Boys podcast. We will be talking all things relationship, sex, dating, love, pegging, whatever. You name it. Uh, so we put up a preview episode. If you guys could go check that out, subscribe. Um, you'll see uh, the logo is a picture of us with our eyes crossed out. There's a link to it if you join the Facebook group for Ignorance is Blessed, which is just Ignorance is Blessed Idiots. Um, yeah, that's just the preview episode. We're going to officially launch on Valentine's Day, but we need your help with questions for the Valentine's Day episode. So go listen and learn how to submit those questions. We're going to do all things breakup for Valentine's Day. So if you need advice, you have a story about a breakup, should you break up, how to break up, what to do to get over a breakup, whatever, we're going to help you with that. So please go find that. Um, existential Crisis, and that's with me and Connor McSpadden. So type in Existential Crisis, Jessica Michelle Singleton, and you should see it pop up. Listen, subscribe, rate, review, and we already have a challenge for the first 100 reviews. We are going to go on a shitty Groupon date uh, in a podcast record from their live um, if we once we get to that uh, probably something like candle making or something that ca- uh, Connor will hate and I will uh, secretly love <clears throat> except for the fact that I'm doing it with Connor which is uh, you know just putting a wrench in my entire love life ah anyway quick shout out to um, my best idiots forever on my Patreon Jean and Kathy if you want to join the Patreon and get even more content get uh, postcards for me a uh, little more fun engagement on the group bonus episodes and Google Hangouts etc etc <sighs> I'll see you help me pay my medical bills which uh, are just stacked so high motherfucker because uh, <laughs> then I can put this money into the podcast and put other money into other things and my god it's all a fucking cycle Jesus Christ patreon.com Slash, ignorance is blessed. Um, you can post pictures of those postcards, or uh, if you have random photos of me 
spotted out in the wilderness. Hashtag where in the world is JMS. Thank you to all my patrons. Um, I'm going to be in New Mexico this week. I'm doing two casino shows, Into the Mountain Gods, on Wednesday in Mescalero. And then in Santa Ana, Pueblo, I'm doing Santa Ana Star Casino on Thursday. And Connor will be opening for me. These are the last road gigs we did uh, before we broke up back in 2017. So that's kind of fun. Full circle. We'll be recording a fucking... I don't want to call it a bonus episode. Some type of something from the car for our podcast. And you can follow along on our Instagrams. And um, the podcast Instagram for that is at X Crisis Podcast, I think. X Crisis Pod. Um, and we're going to be posting stupid videos, probably pissing each other off. Let's get to this episode, you guys. This week, my guest is Madison Shepard. She's back, you guys. You might remember her from long ago. We talked about the Women's March. Uh, since then, Madison has directed my uh, the stage movement of my one-woman show that I did in Edinburgh, which I will also be doing one more time in Los Angeles, if you're in the area, the 31st of January. Get tickets now. Um, she created a, an animated series for um, Comedy Central. She's just fucking kicking ass and taking names, and I love her. Uh, we've just become such good friends, and she is a blessing to talk to, and... Uh, a big deep thinker like me so I loved diving into these questions with her about being mixed we talked about all things being a mixed person in America Um, black and white and where that puts you how that makes you feel uh, from you know your position so anyway I've gone on too long and I want to shovel this Uber Eats in my face so uh, yeah Madison Shepard being mixed I'm here with the lovely, magnificent Madison Shepard. Hello, Jessica. Thank you for joining me. Hello. Um, For those of you who don't know Madison, you all know Madison. She's amazing. Amazing comedian. She directed my one-woman show, um, Codependent Rising, and that's like so small on the things that are important about you, but I had to make it about me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You guys know, remember me, Uh, the host (laughs) that never shuts the fuck up. Um, Amazing comic. You were on before... We talked about the Women's March. That's correct. God, it's been... We have... We're on year three. I mean, we've just really been through an experience. Two, two or three? Yeah. Yeah. We're it's getting... Year three. Yeah. Yeah. It's been... What a ride it's been, huh? Well, this coffee is actually good that we made. We made... Way. Okay, so Madison has a French press because she's bougie. I am. It's teal. Is <laughs> is it the uh, white or black side of you that was like, I need a press? Um, definitely I, is that an ignorant question? Of course. Uh, yeah, but definitely the white. But thank you for checking in. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It's like, I just need to press my... We had a debacle. She... I, I almost destroyed it, but it I made a dad out. joke about the French resistance. Coffee went everywhere, but I don't even taste any... I don't taste any grains of sand coffee. We put sand in our coffee because we're hardened. Mm. No, that's just my teeth <laughs> from the caffeine melting the into the fucking coffee. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about, you got milk in that coffee? We're talking about being mixed, you guys. No, this is almond uh, oh. coconut. Yeah, there's not real. But the, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's what I was trying to go for. And then cafe I, au lait? Yeah, just yeah. a little, uh, yeah, cafe au lait, like in the. Yeah, like in everything. Get you, get you, ya, ya, da, da, Lady Marmalade. I had to say those wow. syllables to remember the song because I think <laughs> I have Alzheimer's. Um, well, let's just get into it because I have a list of questions from, uh, the devoted listeners, but also I just want to fucking talk about your experience. Sure. So mom's white. Yeah. Dad is black. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, that's... It's very cut and dry. That's a pretty standard mix, I would say. I would say so. I think to... Here's the thing. The language about being mixed is... I, I try... I had a failed podcast about being mixed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And God I'm probably going to use you. a lot of the wrong language. That's fine. I, I'll just say that like, so that we're being inclusive to my other mixed brothers and sisters and siblings um, is that uh, oftentimes like people say like biracial or some people might say like mixed, but some people say mixed race and oh. there's like so many or they'll say like mixed Latino or mixed black. They have like different terminologies. Mixed black, like saying that you're mixed with black. So not just like I'm not like a mutt or like a like they think it's like derogatory to just say like say mixed. mixed. Oh, although that's how I identify. Now, my mother says biracial because she's old. And that is oh. that was the PC term for when she was the first when she was uh, out. Uh, first person in her family with a black child yeah. <laughs> when she was out uh shaking up things in her home yeah in 1986 oh so yeah. she was the first so the terms and stuff change but um, wait what is so the term now if i were to refer to you my grandmother would refer to me as mulatto my wait, mother that w- word that word's done huh that word is a, a big no no somebody asked about yeah. that word and they said that they're like, they think it's not PC, but the word is fun. And can we, <laughs> they were like, can we change that just to name it, be a coffee? No, there um, was that, d- that Dairy Queen drink that was like moulatte or something yeah, that was like mo- delicious. Oh, it, I mean, was, honestly. Yeah, I think there might have been a coffee shop somewhere I went to called moulatte. Yeah. But yeah. now that's like. That's grandma terms. I mean, it's chattel. It's chattel language. It's yeah. like the same reason why we don't use like Negro or Negress or whatever. Mulatto was just a term. So basically like d- uh, slave owners, when they would like make like an itemized list of all their possessions, including people, uh. they would be like, you know, like um, five like Negro males, four Negresses, one mulatto, like da 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 Oh, they were like classified differently. Exactly. And then there's also like Octoroon and all this other kind of stuff. And that basically just denotes how much white blood you have in you from the one drop rule, which said Uh. that if you have a drop of Negro blood in you, you're a Negro. So... That's why the the term. Oh, there's mulatto. so many terms. So and that's also why like, but that that language changed. Like my my white grandmother also used the word colored, but that was the correct term for her. She my yeah, grandmother. Also, born. are they ever going to change NAACP? No, and that's fine. I mean, that's to me, it's it's fine. But it, I guess I get how some like an old person. There was something when the, it's when, confusing. So only in um, the year two thousand did we start letting people put that they were mixed race on the U.S. census. Oh, you had to pick one. You had to pick a race. Pick a team. Exactly. <gasps> and so only in recent history, people could put multiple, and, and that's when I started identifying. I mean, I've always identified, but on yeah. the per the government, like I, I started putting uh, both races. But um, but apparently for like years there's about i want to say a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand black americans who write in the word negro or negro american instead of black like or african-american sort of taking power or instead that- of instead of identifying as african-american like that's oh, because they, they, they because they feel they that say, they're american yeah or they say they're colored that's just like their term for themselves Oh, okay. So there's like, because you can write in, there's a portion where you can write in. There's and just so, so many yeah. words. Sometimes I'm, I mean, I know it's not the answer. Like colorblind is the dumbest thing. 
Sometimes I'm like, man, can't we just be like, you're you, and it fucking, why do you need to know what I am in my house, senses? Yeah, it's true. But it's good that we identify so that, you know, we make sure that there's services provided for those people. Absolutely. And also, like, it changes advertising. Like, there was a, a large number of, like, um, uh, like, Indian, like, Asian Indian people who moved here in the 80s and 90s and when those numbers started coming in there was a slight increase of representation in advertising for them oh wow and like thing like it, you saw it more in the like early 2000s but yeah. like in in response to the last census so whenever that was i don't know oh yeah i don't know when they do those i'm like years? really listen i like ha- the book I, I don't read book books i read books <laughs> <laughs> i don't read book books i i listen to audio books about Same. female comics <laughs> And uh, productivity. So well, you know what I mean. Self-help. I want to yeah, get that too. Same productivity. Ones. So you know, I'm just saying. Oh wow! Like That's... research something more than what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, she Please. can't be trusted. No, we don't all. even know what she is. No, <laughs> actually, I should fucking take that 23 and Me. Uh, oh, did I, really I tell you about to. my 23 and Me? Wait, what? I think I've told this story like eight times on my podcast. Is this how you found out you're Jewish? Oh yeah, yeah. I took it. And wait, in the. I'm going to leave space so you can cut this out. But your brother is not your whole brother. He's my half brother. I'm the only Jewish person in my family, which means. But you were told that. I was told that that they couldn't have kids because my dad couldn't have kids. So they went to a sperm bank. But my mom told me that we were from the same donor, which means one of two things. Sperm bank fucked up, which is what my mom said. Oh, they must have made a mistake. Or my mom, uh, known to be a bit of a wild card, (laughs) uh, stepped out with a. Possibly a Jewish jockey is what uh, my friend David said. They're like, your dad is a Jewish horse jockey somewhere out there. Fuck. But also he could just be Jewish. They're very small. I'm also like wildly smaller than everyone in my family. Really? Oh, well, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I've seen that. I saw the Instagram I mean, my mom's not huge, but she's like five foot seven. Yeah. I'm like, that's tall for a lady. It is. She might be five foot five. Either way, that's still. That's average height for American woman. I'm shrimping over here. Oh, but I mean, yeah, if you're interested in knowing. Yeah. I would people like are paranoid, know. but listen also i do you know how thrilling it would be for me as like a true crime lover if like my dna like incarcerated somebody i was distantly related to my god i mean that's kind of interesting right yeah well i mean also like my you know not to tell tales out of school but my like uh paternal grandfather is an unknown entity because he sexually assaulted my grandmother when she was a child so So i kind of want to know because i'd like to know who this piece of shit child rapist is who oh my god bring my father and then me into the world you know what i mean oh so your father was a product of that yeah which is why he's real fucked up oh i'm gonna just start talking about this stuff (laughs) you know i mean yeah you're gonna like not keeping secrets lean in make bits and like whatever but yeah yeah, you're like i'm not keeping your dark dark family secrets like for what for what the world's fucked up who cares who cares (laughs) was he around at all for you who your dad no he wasn't i was raised completely by my mom i mean i've i've seen my dad my brother, for some reason, I have a half brother who's full black. Like okay. both his parents are black. So your dad's side. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, he he likes to think that I'm somehow very connected to my father. I'm not. I, I hung out with him a handful of times Damn. in my life. And uh, I haven't seen him since I was 14. Oh, wow. Since like right around 9-11. So Who knows? there's a joke in there somewhere. I'm not saying he did it, but. <laughs> but maybe. Mm-hmm. 
We don't know where. He, where was he when the world? I'm turning. told he's Muslim. I don't know, so maybe. Oh, is he? <laughs> wow, there's so much information. I mean, that's a lot of information about. And me. you grew up mostly in Dallas. Correct. Until I was like 14, and then I moved here, and now I've lived here. Well, Texas is. Sorry, I burped. Um, I didn't want to burp into the mic. I mean, the things I've done into these microphones. Listen, I'm concerned. My mouth is near this mic now. <laughs> I mean, well, I would get tested. Um, <laughs> done. <laughs> uh, well, no, yeah. So I've been here since I was like 15, basically 15? 14, 15, since freshman year of high school. But so, like Dallas in the 90s. Is Texas is like not racially progressive? No, I mean historically and currently, I would assume. But were you in a diverse area? Was like it like openly diverse, or were you in like more of a? Because I know even in bigger cities, sometimes there are neighborhoods that are more predominantly black or white. Oh yeah, segregation is like a real thing. Yeah, when my um, parents got divorced, we moved. We couldn't afford our house anymore, and then. That's where I was like, oh, this is where all the black people in town have been living, and they were my neighbors now. But like, this is in Alaska. No, Southern Mississippi. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I was wow. in the one town that was like the only town in Mississippi that I think is majority white. Uh, and <clears throat> not to be like a cartoon of a uh, hacky comic, but like literally on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard was like the black neighborhood. Yeah. And we lit, we moved oh, into, it was a neighborhood and then we moved into not too far away, which were kind of like project housing. Uh, and that's when I met all my friends that were black that I just like, had never met before because they went to the other school. Like, Interesting. Yeah. But so were you in a. Yeah, we were. I, I grew up, you know, I was raised by a single mother in the in Texas in the 90s. Um, there was what they called the feminization of poverty in the 90s, which I think I've talked about before. I don't know, maybe here. But like oh. basically. Oh, wow. Uh, but basically where it's just like there was a lot of single mothers in the 90s. That's There's a ton yeah. of single mothers in the 90s who were heads of households and raising their children Trying by themselves. Their kids, yeah. yeah. Um, so we uh, we lived in a neighborhood. My mom wanted me to n- not feel... Um, is that okay? <laughs> um, hold for helicopter. It's probably Should we fine. Shut the windows. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I'm making a note to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom raised me in this neighborhood um, that was predominantly black because she didn't want me to feel like I was all that different from anybody that I wouldn't like face any prejudice. Uh, because you know, I was black and she was white. Um, and there were like other mixed kids at my school. And so that was cool, but I still got a lot of, I got a lot of shit still because like, you know, like having a white mom exactly stuck out like a sore thumb. She also drove, I, in my act, I talk about, I, I changed the car type, but she drove a lime green 1979 Opel no. GT that didn't have a muffler. This is what happens and when <laughs> white women have sex with black men. They get wild confidence and yeah. they start wearing glitter. Yeah. Take it from me. She had an asymmetrical bob for most of the 90s. Like the, from the... From one on the, that was as long as her ear and the other one oh, as and the long other as her long. Cheer, yeah. That like, I'm a fun mom. Yeah, exactly. This mom will suck your dick in a minivan. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Your mother's a very nice lady. <laughs> she might i don't know just like did she ever do the chunky highlights mm. she did she did <laughs> them herself though oh good for her you know what i mean that was a thing we were doing in the late 90s just yeah like, diy yeah um 
Yeah, so she, I mean, you know, she she did the best she could. She didn't have she had limited resources, obviously. But I so I I had a hard time fitting in because I had a white mom. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time in the country with my white family, uh. which was you know when I got to. I'm, you know, trying to talk about it on stage more, but it's like, that's when I learned how to like, you know, skin a bobcat and feed cattle and ride four wheelers. Country shit. You know, fucking dance in the barn with my cousins. Do you like country music? Yeah, of course. I love country music. You know what I mean? I'm not as like up to date on like what's cool and hip, but like I like all like old country stuff. Oh my God. 90s country is my fucking jam. Oh yeah. Brooks and Dunn forever. We got Neon Moon. Stop. Ah! Ah, We should go country music listening. Country music listening. (laughs) We should go karaoke. Yes. Let's do it. We should go to Stagecoach. Ah. That's Are you listening, Stagecoach? Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor us so we can go and have a cultural experience. Yeah, you need Madison to diversify your groups. Yeah. Um. D- did you ever feel... So anyways, I was just like made fun of on both sides. On both sides. Was your, did you get like picked on by your family at all? Like distant family? Or do you feel um, like you were treated any differently? Uh, no, they're, they're my... my uh, grandmother was born in 1923 and she had real problems with my mom bringing home a black child. and not. Well, also she uh. showed up 26... At Thanksgiving with a baby she didn't tell anybody about. Oh, boy. Who happened to be ba- black. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I think about my grandma and, like, my wish before she died was to, like, get Jamar neighbors to come home as my boyfriend and just have her lose her fucking mind. <laughs> just, like, pretend that this is my, like, just the... Uh. She had, like, real issues with my race until I was, like, a up until toddlerhood, I'm told. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and then my mom kind of like threatened to divorce her as a. Do you think maybe like inadvertently that sort of softened her racial issues? I don't know. Well, here's or she just tucked him in better. So here's a weird thing. So I have a cousin on my mom's side who's like real dark skinned, and like mm. there was always stories. This is when Twenty Three and Me has like really fucked up people's identities. Oh yeah. So my grandmother always told us because she's from Oklahoma. She's like, oh well, we're part Cherokee we're part Cherokee classic okay. white trash thing to do my god honestly it's like okay no you're just no that's not how it happened and the 23 and me was <laughs> you like don't take their land and inherit their genes exactly um literally not a single drop of fucking Native American blood who did and 23 and me my uncle ah uh, yeah my uncle and my cousin this is back when you can like you needed to be two males or whatever oh yeah yeah not a single fucking solitary drop so then now the oh, technology is like improved. And so my dark skin white cousin got it done. And uh, turns out that on that side of the family, my grandmother's side of the family, there's a black ancestor about five or six generations back from my cousin. Whoa. Which means that there's a black ancestor who maybe my grandmother may or may not have known, but it was a big no, no. So that makes sense why my grandmother freaked out. It was like about, such a not okay thing. It was back not then. an okay thing. But it yeah. also makes sense about like, you know, all the stuff they blamed on being native, which was like dark skin. Oh, so like you have this, this cousin that like you had like your aunt and uncle are for all intents and purposes look white. Yeah. And this no, cousin came out very dark. And everyone's like, who are you fucking? Yeah, but well, the dad were, is the dad. Yeah, no, he it's it's all he's still like related wow. to us. Wow, so everything. it's just this like distant relative, which I mean, he all, just has throwback genetic hella melanated skin. Damn. Hella melanated it's skin. Crazy how that can like pop out generations later. Yes, like you would think, because you know gen- genetics are su- extremely complicated. But I I remember like from a young age thinking it was just 
you're mixing and you're getting half of each, you know, like down the middle. Yeah. And you don't know all these like extra things that play into it. Well, like the dad on Modern Family, he, he my cousin looks like has his skin coloring, but oh, he okay. has like an ancestor. His like great great grandmother was a, a freed woman, a freed slave. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he didn't know that until he went on that show they used to have on PBS called like oh. African American Lives or something. But yeah so like that's kind of what my cousin looks like like that kind of skin complexion oh, wow. and dark hair dark features Just darker features yeah i assume a huge dick you know what i mean if you got those throwback features what's I mean, up cousin <laughs> wait is he a kid i don't want to uh, yes and he's married oh, damn it. and he lives in my grandma's old trailer so oh, you know what okay. i mean well not, good luck good riddance yeah he's great though i love him wow love him. so all the issues like your grandma had with you are those mostly like things that you've been like told because I feel like you're so young. Yeah, I was so young. I didn't know about them. And she never was like rude to you or not directly. I, I weirdly have zero racial memories of being a kid with my white family. And as an adult, I was talking to my, my cousin about it. One of my um, cousins who are like a sister to me. And she was like, well, she was taking a class on race or something, and she was like, uh, "Well, I mean, when you were grow, when you were raised up with us, I mean, you were basically raised like a white person, right?" And I was like, "No." Whoa. <laughs> like she was like, "Oh, well," she just assumed until like we were literally in our twenties and thirties that I was like just identified as being you, that white. you identified as being white. But I'm like, no, it's because that's what I wanted to ask. Because you about. but our entire family, I guess, was kind of and that generation of people were raised to be quote unquote colorblind, right? So I don't yeah, see so color, they don't so. acknowledge you know, it's like and they're just, you know, it's not anything intentionally negative it was just go just treat her like everybody else and we don't have to acknowledge that she looks different yeah that's our Has way different it. hair care regimes when she comes to stay with grandma all summer yeah, did people fuck up your hair all the time including my mother there's yeah no did your mom not know to, oh my mom had no and there's no youtube to like look up no now there's like instagram hair braiders who will like do like a mommy and me hair braiding where like well that's dads great. will come too but like people will come and learn how to braid their daughter's hair which yeah like, that did not exist. That was, was always a like a thought I had every time I would see there was like a whole family of beautiful mixed. Someone said this was like side sidebar aren't mixed children just so much more beautiful. And they are. I um, also kind of look like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I stay looking like a gremlin. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> I just remember seeing these like there, there was this whole mixed family, the Jones and black dad, white mom. They went to my church and I just remember being like, how did she? learn how to do their hair she <laughs> like, didn't <laughs> i was like who does their hair yeah i was like blown away because i'm like i wouldn't i don't even know how to do my own hair and it's been on my head for years and what's weird too is i'm not typically i don't typically look like a mixed person right so like people don't know that i'm mixed until like I you're just of, sort of ethnically ambiguous i don't even know that i just think that people think i'm black like it's not until they meet oh, my mom okay, yeah. that they're like because like I can show you pictures of me as a kid and I just look like a regular little black girl. That's true. I guess I didn't meet like, you and I don't, assume you were mixed. I don't have like that, like like the comic Bianca Cristava who I used to have that podcast with mixed up. Shout out. Has Bianca. like much more mixed hair. She has hair. the mixed hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have that. So like I had a very different mixed experience, which was, Interesting. you know, people just assumed my mom like was the help or babysitting me or rescued you res- from adopted me adopted you did you yeah. get a lot of people yeah and she that? she's still like if somebody as in my adulthood if somebody's like whatever and we're at a restaurant this is my biological daughter it's like okay molly fucking take a seat you're like we get it you got 
cool pregnant cool it's fine you fucked a black dude once tight i have to ask because i know it's on everyone's mind at this point Great. your mom is she thick big butt we need to know oh is the stereotype she true? wasn't at the time though no no okay. she was actually uh not at Just the time but she had huge she had huge tits i mean she's always because there's boom. always that stereotype of like yes boom 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 no she was she was just very uh i mean she's like 510 150 pounds so maybe not skinny but not like but not like v- wouldn't be considered like she, voluptuous correct no okay curvy like okay no um have she did she did you have like stepfather figures did she date after i had a, i had a stepfather who was jewish um and so my mom like interesting I, got married under the chuppah like all you know they she converted tattoo, no oh but they they have like a kaduba like in the house when I was growing. So I had like a very like weirdly um a lot of Jewish a lot of Jewish like lived in a Jewish household kind of within your home. Yeah. Okay. But that that was it. Um she dated some white guys and some black guys, but Okay, so it was just like yeah. Whatever. I mean yeah. she dated. I was wondering, I was like, did mm-hmm. she have a type? Um No, I think my dad was no i'm i mean whatever like no, they dated for on and off for like several years so clearly it, he was some kind of type some kind of type something about him something kept her about him. coming back i mean it's your dad so i don't want to say it but we all know what it was <laughs> it was that dick Ugh. <laughs> i'm so sorry to all of madison's family for saying that um okay so with school and stuff because mm-hmm. you like somebody asked and you know having not seen you they were like yeah was she passable as like a white person clearly not but then also did you run into i know you said because like people knew you had a white mom you got a little shit but like were there times where people like didn't think you were quote you know black enough oh yeah 100 percent. that's something i i somehow still struggle with yeah where like i mean so yes so growing up like i would get told like oh well your hair's not black enough because it's not being kept properly by a black woman, right? Yeah. So it's not, you know, my like, it is black enough. That's why it's fucked up because right, my correct. mom doesn't know what she's doing. Exactly. Uh, I'm using just for me, just like the rest of you bitches. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, my hair wasn't black enough. I didn't dress black. I also had a really weird experience because my mom was an artist. So it's like, I was in ballet and took, you know, went to the museum every Saturday after ballet class and like took classes at museum to like draw and paint. Oh, wow. And like also, again, aforementioned country shit picked fucking blackberries and peaches and stuff like mm. that on the ranch. Like I, I had this kind of very different eclectic life Which as a child. Which could be painted as like a quote white. Quote white. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely got the you're not black enough thing and then i just leaned into it in middle school and got really into metal and now i sort of don't give a shit but i do sometimes face like i had a comic once like we were like it was three black female comics behind meltdown r.i.p uh talking and to meltdown not the three black no no they're still alive very (laughs) much very much alive if you're listening yeah and we like said so there was some joke like oh yeah well you know we're the girls black like the three black like women in the building like left were like outside of it or whatever some shit like yeah. we're the only black people here yeah. and they're like well and the, one of the black female comics turned to the other one and says well us not you madison and i'm like you fucking cunt ew <laughs> like i'm like my i literally turned to her i was like 
my ancestors were slaves too. Like, what do you find? I've like, been called you- nigger to my face so many times. What are you trying to say? I'm not black. You're like, why? It's and and now I have to bring that up. Also, like, it's a <laughs> also step up your bookings if you're going to speak to me like that. Anyways, so, right? You know, like, uh, well, you know what though? It's funny that you say step up your bookings because like. I could see like the argument of inclusion, like when people are sincerely talking about there needs to be more diversity on lineups, which isn't an ongoing issue. We all Mm -hmm. know that. But there are people who will justify their personal lack of Mm -hmm. getting booked on that only. So then it's like them seeing you and like if they write you off in their head as like not really black, they can still go, this person doesn't book black women. And like as an ego thing, be like, it's not because I'm not good enough, not working hard enough. Yeah, it happens to Danielle Perez as well. Like really? we definitely struggle with that with other uh, black comics, like trying to quantify our how black are you? Yes, and that should can, be a show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my God, isn't that a black, that's called Every Day in Black America? Yeah, God, fuck. Do you feel like wow? Mm-hmm. Overall, I guess that's probably little column A, column B. Being mixed has made it harder for your relationships with either race or has made it like easier. Does I, what I'm saying make sense? Like, Oh, do I, ha- do you I, feel like an outcast more than you feel included into? I feel like both. And I b- feel both in the inner circle and an outcast in both communities. Wow. Like I feel that, but that's be- being mixed. I think that's also being a comic though. Like, yeah, we're always like we're in, but we're all, we're well, always yeah. the cool with the cool kids being funny, but really we're not. But we're all like dorks. You know what I mean? We're still on the outside. So I don't know how much of that is to do with race or if it's just me as a person who's both. Who would feel those things. Inside and I feel outside. Yeah. Well, and as a comic, we're constantly like deep diving into our own identity and being like, what the fuck is everything? Yeah. That's interesting. So do you feel any type of like, not even not responsibility. That's not the word. Do you feel like people ever approach you with questions or topics <laughs> as I'm doing this podcast mm-hmm. as if they expect you to be some sort of like safety bridge for for oh. being like hey um I'm like do people ever ask you about bits they can or can't do I guess that probably doesn't happen much anymore I don't know but, like I, could I say this about black people I mean I do it about my my current boyfriend is Japanese and white and I definitely like made I mean <laughs> I was on a show and I, I like there was a uh, Atsuko Akatsuka was there and I was like can you just listen to this joke about Japanese being allies with the Nazis and let me know if this is racist <laughs> and he's like no big deal <laughs> no big deal but like can't. so I think it does happen um I- including myself that's so funny um, but also I mean I did used to host a podcast about being mixed and I bring it up all the time on stage which like some people think is annoying but I also think that hey like talk about your reality and that is a huge part of my life yeah no having it's, like literally my mom just called me and her white ass face with blonde hair just popped up on my phone like it's a 100 percent part of my yeah and then people system. have to wonder if you've like rescued this mother like <laughs> <laughs> she's adopted a mother um let me see i'm looking at some of these questions um oh someone wants to know well shit god i feel like all my stuff has been pretty much answered you're so informative but um you lived in europe for a while yeah um i, I got a question there. from someone who uh they are actually mixed and they are from europe mm-hmm. but um do you have any perspective on growing up mixed in america versus europe like did you think you were treated any differently yeah i mean it depends on what part of europe you're in yeah so and probably america yes also i think people in the cities probably had it better yeah you know i mean i would venture to say 
uh, versus people who lived rurally. Like I said, I was very insulated on my family's ranch. So I didn't, I wasn't in town a lot hanging out, you know, yeah. I mean, except to go to Walmart or whatever. So that was a big thing, like all the time in family. Oh, to go to Walmart. I oh, God, I remember living in a town where it's so, like taking a trip to Walmart. It was such a big deal. It was like, oh my God, what don't they have here? Like, it I know was it's so like cool. heaven. It's, you yeah, know, when I moved to a bigger city, it was like the mall. Yeah. Move over Walmart. I'm going to pay more for less things probably they had a mall they had one mall and it had like no shops in it oh god are those malls that are like closing down all the time yeah <laughs> they had a movie theater but they only ever played like two movies it had two screens oh you know? wow yeah um brownwood texas it's bigger now but it wasn't when i was there but okay so growing up i mean you should probably talk to bianca cristavo or look up her stuff uh we talk about it a lot on our old podcast which is no more um, I, there's like four episodes bring up it or back something. bring it I back i know but you know i have to pay for that soundcloud fucking subscription oh, to like host it and i'm thing. like i'm not paying for this shit i'm telling you guys you guys get have a patreon i know <laughs> um we Thank can you patrons you keep me floating yeah it's real that's why that's why you have to like help do us shit out like that well it's like, like it's to, such a time-consuming thing too so then yeah. it's like if i'm gonna do it i need to be making some sort of yeah, that was the it's other nice part of it. it. That was part of the reason why it didn't work because I was given so much time and energy. Yeah, that's why you need to donate to Jessica's Patreon. Pa- join the Patreon or just at least leave a fucking review, a positive review or to help people find Venmo it. Fucking Venmo or just five, just cause you know what I mean. You can Jessica Michelle Dash Singleton. You guys can always Venmo me. Just hit her up, and I will screenshot your Venmo. So if you send like a bunch of money or a little money, and it's like a funny Venmo, that's great. People will know you're funny. Listen. Content is content. Yeah. And money is money. Oh, I want to become a Venmo comic. Let's pull, let's blow up on Venmo. I really like comics who post their Venmo often on the internet. And I'm like, how does that work? Do you get money from it's that? Like, are you? Yeah. Cause if they're doing it all the time, is it an ongoing joke to them? Or it's like, or are you like getting some money? So it's working. Right. Exactly. Okay. Wait. So growing up in America versus growing up in Europe. In Europe yeah. I mean like Bianca is about the same age as me and she had some pretty awful stories. She grew up in Czech Republic. So. Oh, fuck. Like they're like. They're really racist. They were communist. And also so was. Um, and. Go- Gola, I want to say, which is where her dad is from. And so, like, there was, like, exchange of people from there, like, school, like, whatever. So that's how her parents, uh, Ghana, excuse me, she's Ghanaian. Um, oh, wow, I never know how to say that. I just found out. I was saying it <laughs> Ghanaian, like an onion from Ghana. <laughs> no, I think it's Ghanaian. Yeah, I'm sure you're. It's, well, it doesn't matter. We all know. Person somebody, from Ghana. somebody will fucking correct us. But so she said that, like, people would, like, chase her mom down the street to like take a look in the pram and be like oh my god or like try to spit on her or follow her around the store to be like what? oh my god she's evil she's this she's that da 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 you know and she's just like a czech little czech girl growing up in czech but she has you know different color skin her and her brother have different skin i'm butchering these stories and they're not exactly mine to tell but i do oh, wow. know that depending on where you grew up and uh like you know what your family was like like it it's there's a lot of similarity like i'll say this about me and bianca who had different upbringings in different countries a lot of shit's so similar though yeah the circumstances are different but the emotions are all the same we felt the same way and struggled with a lot of the same stuff that we had to then come on the other side of as adults yeah wow that's such a that's humanity man too it's like interesting finding out how similar a lot of things are we're more similar than we think yeah 
Except for me and you, we're, we're just like fucking diamonds in the sky. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you know. shine bright like a diamond. diamond. Can we go dancing? <laughs> I'm so it's the coffee. I'm, I'm so ADD. No, I'm like I want to turn on music and just jam. I know, I know. Um, wait. So, do you listen to like rap and hip hop too? Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, let's just get into it. Uh, when you're singing along to rap and or hip hop, do I say? yeah yeah oh yeah i always say nigga nigger listen i've been do you called use it, it in your vernacular yeah i do especially okay. like if i'm talking to i mean uh, it also depends on who's around and who i'm referring to yeah uh like an example would be i my ex-boyfriend was black and i'd just be like negro you know what i mean i like fucking <laughs> like get mad at him and like you know check him like that yeah but if it's like our friend Dulce, like if, if we're like laughing, it's like, nigga, you know what I oh mean? My God. Like, it's so funny. Cause she'll do that to me or I'll say yeah. something. And that's how she responds. Yeah. <laughs> like when I make her laugh really hard and I'm like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> that's me, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Has anyone ever given you a shit for saying it? Like, has anyone ever tried to be I, like, you're not one of my thousands of jobs, like most comics, a million jobs. I should probably start a Patreon, but I don't really offer service, I guess. Girl, <laughs> we're going to sit down and talk something. We out. have to figure out maybe the co-fi. You're so creative. We need some. Yeah, there's a co-fi. Yeah. We guys get for a while before I started my Patreon and even like I was, I liked my podcast, but I just like hadn't had the time to do it. So I wasn't as dedicated. And now that I've got the Patreon and more people are interacting just because of that, I'm sort of more dedicated. But there's an app like Twitch, you know, about Twitch yeah, yeah, yeah. Stream, called Caffeine. And so my idea was like, instead of going to a therapist, I was just going to people can pay to watch me <laughs> tune into Caffeine. And for an hour, I was just going to talk about my problems. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to know what kind of people would pay for that because they're for sure out there. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's all about fucking, I don't know, quote, finding your brand, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, if anyone's ever told no one you ever, you can't say. Yeah, no one's ever any gotten upset with me about that. And you've never, has, you've never oh, felt wait, like. Oh, wait, that's not true. Sorry. I was kind of telling an anecdote. So I was driving Lyft as one of my many uh, jobs in comedy. Um, yeah. I have a couple of jobs that I do at various times to support this crippling addiction <laughs> yeah no i mean we're all out here wow fucking, fucking out here the things i've done the uh, dogs honest, i've walked honestly seriously the dog shit i've cleaned up uh, uh the old man asses i've wiped and not in a sexual uh. way <laughs> but if anybody's hiring <laughs> um i uh, i was driving lyft and i was listening i don't even remember what i was listening to but i had a black passenger in the car and she was like i'm sorry did they just say the n-word in this song and i was like yeah and she was like could you please turn it off? That's really offensive to me. And I was like, I am so sorry. Oh, I wow. I immediately just like turned it off. Well, because it's also like there is the regardless of whether or not you think personally it's fine for you to say it, whatever. But it's like that's such a word to me. Words like that. It's like that and the F word. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Fill in the blank. If you're listening, you've said it in private. <laughs> uh, you fucking. No. uh <laughs> To me, it's like those are so hurtful to some people that my thing is I don't I don't say I don't use either of those words anymore. The F word for sure. Growing up, it was just like it was all the time. All the time. I was like, no, don't take our word. You already took rainbows. But yeah. like, but just because I know it can be so hurtful, it's like, oh, if that is too much for you, then I'm even if I thought I was okay using it. If it really bothers you that much. Yeah. Why some, am I going to purposely try to hurt you? Right. Exactly. I remember one time in high school we were I was like 
me trying to like make friends with other black people which sometimes is uh you're like what up what up my ends you know what i mean oh god set brothers and sisters um (laughs) sometimes it's it doesn't go so well um also probably because i bring up slavery and shit you know what i mean like immediately i too am descended of slaves like come on no you're like wearing a whole like african garb suddenly dressed uh, you're aren't you from texas like the fuck um i i was saying like oh i wonder if they're doing a black history thing at school and i was like oh i wonder if they're gonna sing the national negro anthem or the negro national anthem excuse me and some girl was like what did you just say what and i'm like bitch that's the name of the song oh when people get mad at every that. voice is you know that and you're like, yeah i said the name of the song yeah and i'm also black so yeah, that's those are the t- two instances that come to mind. Yeah. How do you feel about when white people the cuz I feel like this just happened recently with someone getting fired somewhere. White mm. people use it quoting someone else. Oh. Like if they go this person said uh-huh such and such and such and such. I think that um if it's not Cuz I feel like that's what white people be like, "Well, I was quoting the well, I got I've got an internet fight with somebody who I was like, Every I would, day. oh my God, I try not to. I mostly <laughs> no, just try to fucking live my life. But uh, I was quoting something. Oh, I was saying this is, you know, me taking a stand against something, but there, the T word was up on the wall somewhere. Uh, and I was like, it was offensive to certain comics because they didn't have, they had no context for it. And they found the word offensive and it's a slur and all of this. And I was like, yeah, if I saw the T word and I wrote T word someplace, it would be like, if I saw nigger someplace, if I just saw nigger on the wall with no fucking context, it would, I would be upsetting. It would be very upsetting to me. And somebody was like, uh, you can't say, you please don't use a slur to, um, make like, your point to, to make, and I was like, see, I'll, and so I was just like, I just posted a photo of my black ass face. Like, bitch, please. Like, <laughs> I will say it. I will say whatever the fuck. Right. Please. Um, wow. Okay. There Sorry, is, was that what you were asking? I don't know if we should have had coffee before we. I don't know. We're all over the place. We I are. feel like it was important information. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Stevie Wonder or Paul McCartney? I kind of want to, it would be funnier if I thought Paul McCartney was dead and then I would say the ghost of Paul McCartney. That's so funny. But I think um, Paul McCartney. What if they were in a dark room? Stevie Wonder because he could hear better. Yeah. You know? What if they were in a loud music blast? What if there's loud music blasting in that room? This is literally someone's, this is like a train of thought someone had and I think it's so ridiculous. I literally do still think, my money's on Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I feel like you just get used to movements. Have you heard the rumor that he's not blind? That's like black Twitter Illuminati shit. Really? Yeah. I, my aunt works with, she works in the division of blind services Mm -hmm. in Florida. And a guy that works there used to be like his personal assistant. And one time they drove a car. He drove like through an empty field. They let him drive a car. (laughs) 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 But like, that's so funny that that's a rumor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's obviously, do you need to, is that your phone? Do we need to pause? Just pause for one. Stevie Wonder is obviously blind, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, have you heard the song, Isn't She Lovely? Yeah. About his daughter, Aisha. Yeah. Have you seen his daughter, Aisha? Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I have no <laughs> idea what she looks like, but I feel like that's a good joke. Um, she's probably gorgeous. Agreed. Like, fuck off. But it would be maybe really not. funny if she was hideous. <laughs> but maybe not, you know? You know? Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I guess... Every once in a while, black people don't look like supermodels. Exactly. <laughs> I'll pause this. Sorry, you guys. Uh, Madison is a, an apartment manager, and she has these motherfuckers blowing her 
Ah. Blown up. Wow. Um, she's blowing up. Um, I don't know what this means. Did you ever watch Spy vs. Spy cartoons? What? Spy vs. Spy cartoons. No, is it because they're black and white? I know that. I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah. They also said that this person's like, I Googled her and it shows she's from Dallas. Where was she on November 22nd, 1963, which I assume is you weren't alive. No. Is but that when JFK? When, yeah. That when JFK. Where were we all really? I was on my star octopus waiting to come to earth in the form of a being. Wow. Just kidding. 1963. I bet I was alive. Who was I last? I don't know. That's a good question. I want to do, not to completely derail from the mixed topic, but have you ever heard about uh, past life regression? Oh, no. Yes, I have. Dude, I want to do it so bad. My mom did one. Did she? What'd she like say? With like some psychic. And she didn't, my mom said it was so enormous she couldn't really discuss it with me fully. <laughs> oh, you know what though? That probably. Like it was she, so mind blowing. She, she should like, refer no. you to that psychic because I bet it's so enormous because it's relative to past relationships you guys have had together. Let me tell you something. You guys might have been a couple, for sure. Like your we, mom and you were probably yeah, married we're in a like past weird lifetime. soulmates. Yeah. No, well, that's what they say crazy. is that your relationships keep, this is creepy as fuck, but I'll say it anyways. Um, Cause I think he might've said it on the podcast. I interviewed a, uh, a psychic who like can like spirit guide type person. Yeah. Right before I broke up with Connor. Yeah. Like a month before, which uh-huh. it didn't need a psychic to be like, this thing's on the outs. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel this. Like I, I talked about, it, I was like, we just had when we first started hanging out i had this like instant connection i was like oh i feel like i've known you forever and he was like you have and then he was like he was your brother and i was like oh oh but now that i'm out of it yeah come to think of it i don't think we ever had sex after that but like yeah it makes sense yeah but they say that you like repeat these and it's kind of fun in my mind to go like oh i wonder who this person was like when i'm really Mm -hmm. connected with friends i'm like what was this relationship right before or like I don't know. I really derailed. Um, no, but I believe that shit too. So you don't have any like family fl- photos with your dad. Someone asked if any of your family photos ever look like uh, they were a Michael Jackson tribute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I have some, I, I mean like I have, so when my granny in Chicago died, I got all of the family photos. So I have all of the family photos. Oh, from your for my dad's side. Dad's this. side. You just got all. I just got them all. It was me and my cousin. We were dividing shit up. I got diamonds and I got. Hell yeah, you did. I got some diamond earrings. Thank and you, I, Granny. Thank you, Gran. And I got um, the photos. So I have like a ton. I have a photo from the 1920s of this one relative who looks so much like my father. It's Whoa. like fucking trippy. Scary. It's like one of those old timey like posed like sepia tone. You ever see any of those where like I think there's ones of Jay Z and Nicolas Cage. It's like yeah. throughout like fucking lifetimes. Yeah. Fuck. That's mm-hmm. so weird. Very. Did so. Ever, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, no. Did you ever get a chance to know that grandma? Um, I did. So because of the child rape aspect of my father being. Uh. Like I didn't find out she was my actual grand. I was told my so my dad was told she was his sister until he was like in his twenties. Oh, because because she was thirteen. She was thirteen. Oh God, my heart is yeah. breaking. So then you know. So by the time when he was in his twenties, he had already had you. Or? No, he didn't have me until he was in his thirties. Thirties. Okay, so but, your mom was younger. So you know he just distrusted women <laughs> and oh, treated them I mean, poorly because, after that. Obviously, because like his whole life had been a lie. Exactly, and so I didn't find oh, out she it was. Sucks that he couldn't just. I mean, it's hard. Everyone handles I mean, they, there was also like not like therapy wasn't like how it is now. You know what I mean? Well, like, and also in therapy, I mean, in the black community, it's a no. It's not it's it's stigmatized. Yeah. as that. 
affected you at all as far as like no, you trying bitch, to take charge I just your- got a new fucking therapist yesterday that's right we out here we out here therapizing um, hell. um but no so i didn't find out she was my granny until i was like nine or ten wow yeah i was intru- she was a, i met her one time before and she was introduced as my aunt mm. and then i saw her like a handful of times and that Do was, you wish uh, you could have had like a deeper conversation with her ever? Yeah, or was it kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, she. I have a recordings of her telling her story. Um, that I where from what? That's yeah, cool. She like recorded it herself on like a little hand thing. I girl have, release that as a podcast. I should. I need to like listen an to audio book and give money to something. I don't know. I'm crazy. Uh, she would want it's me to story. give it to the Mormon Church because that's what she. Oh, never mind. To. Yeah, they've had enough. Yeah, I need to get a Mormon on here. Actually. I have a lot of Mormon family. They're pretty dope, I will say. That's Oh, every Mormon I've ever met are the nicest people I've ever met. They literally took such good care of my grandmother, like, in the end of her life. And, Aww. like, also, like, when me and my cousin came to shut down my grandma's apartment, like, they those, the Mormon church had her fucking back. Like, and I know they are fucked up. And I also know they didn't like black people. But I'll tell you one black lady they really loved granny rosine <laughs> they uh, love the fuck out of her every every mormon person is like oh yes as you're saying you're about to say her name and they say it out oh, loud she's like the one black woman revered in the mormon of- community yeah fuck I'm, I'm supposed to have a girl who was raised in a fundalist fun fundamentalist mormon cult on <laughs> fundalist sounds fun fun um do you believe that um there are important lessons you learned from either side of the family or like Someone just asked, what are the, what does Madison believe? What do you believe are the most important lessons you've learned from your mother's side of the family? From my mother's side of the family? Yeah. Like if you had to pick like life lessons. Life lessons. Then maybe they didn't even speak to you, just sort of you've realized or whatever. God, I don't know. I mean, my mom is a, is, is a pretty spectacular woman. Um, although she gets on my nerves sometimes because she's my mother, but I do As love mothers her. mothers do. Deeply. Hi mom. Hi mom. She probably will listen to this. Um, I, I think probably the thing that we're like always uh, it's hard to boil it down because you know it's country shit yeah. you know what i mean i mean i learned so many valuable things like cooking and skinning bobcats yeah skinning animals and deer you know how to like skin a deer and oh man make food i can skin a buck i can throw a trot line yeah oh wow uh, but you know I don't, do I have specific lessons from my mom's side of the family? It's so big. I mean, my grandmother, um, my grandmother, my mom's side, she actually flew planes in world war two. Whoa. So did my grandpa. But there was only like 200 female pilots or something like that. And my grandmother was Yeah, no, that's way more impressive. I just didn't even know there were female pilots. Yeah, exactly. It it was like sealed information until like the 70s that there were female pilots in World War II that were used as target practice, by the way. Oh, of course. Yeah. Jesus Um, Christ. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a whole thing. But so I have, I would say that like, you know, she was just very driven. She wanted to do what she wanted to do and she didn't care what other people thought about it. And when she wanted to have babies she was like oh i'm having babies now and just stopped flying she just planes. decided never flew another plane again and so i think there is the lesson there i guess would be like to just do what you fucking want Own what you want like go and for then it. when you don't want it anymore it's okay to walk away oh my god being okay not wanting something anymore because i think people do hold on to old dreams and yeah. they're like this was what i wanted for so long i don't want it anymore but if I yeah. quit doing it, I'm a quitter. And it's like, no, you can let go. You can move on to the next My thing. grandmother was totally fine letting go of being a lady pilot. Wow. Know? 
and becoming a homemaker and you know she was in the whole nine she was very into that in the 50s oh wow I don't know. It's kind of, that's such a big question. Not a clue. I don't know. Speak your mind. I'm very, I'm very outspoken. And I do believe it's from my mom and the women in my mother's that's family. That's so funny because given stereotypes, I feel like people would assume like. It's from my that's black That's a side black of the thing. Because, because, it, because but I'm it's. country and country people just fucking. Do not give a fuck. They don't care what you think. But <laughs> people love to do the sassy black woman stereotype. Yeah. And it's like. No, I think that's by and large a very like popular Southern thing in general. Yes, there is very. Unless you're going to bless your heart people and be like, oh, honey. Yeah. But I love that. How does your mom feel about uh, you using, uh, you know, the word (laughs) black terminology? Um, I don't know. Has she ever said anything? Does she go like, ah. Well, no, when I was a kid, she used to get mad at me for not speaking proper English because... I would, uh, you know, speak quote unquote Ebonics. Ebonics, where you're just sort of like, I mean, it's like, did you raise me in the hood? What, what the fuck did you think? These are what my happen? friends sound like. This, this is, is what, what I'm going to sound like. Sound, you're the only one who doesn't sound like this here. Thanks. But she probably was concerned for your like. <sighs> yeah, I think also I was theory. just trying on like a lot of mixed people. Like when you're growing up, you're trying to figure out how to racially identify. And uh, it's yeah. probably less now than it was when I was a kid. But it was like, I'm an outsider. I'm not black. I'm not white. You're like, fuck this. I'm getting a starter jacket. I told people I was Mexican. I told people <laughs> I was Puerto Rican. I mean, I would like really play with my accent a lot. Really? Like, all oh, through elementary school. Did that like feel easier sometimes than being like. It was easier to explain I was Puerto Rican or Dominican than it was to be like, I'm mixed and explaining this white mom. Yeah. Which is like, they were going to find out anyway. I'm Puerto Rican. She's a family servant. Also, my <laughs> <laughs> if your mom found out you were telling people she was an assistant. Also, my name is so white. Like yeah, Madison, Madison Shepard. I'm the only black Madison Shepard in America. Oh, a thousand percent. One hundred percent. I'm the only Jessica Michelle Singleton who's white. Really? <laughs> if you Google my name, if you type my name into Facebook, the other women who pop up are very, are they're just strong black women. I mean, wow. strong in my mind. But right. Yeah. If it's Singleton. It's a black last name, which when I was really young, I thought like maybe I have black ancestors. And then I started learning about the civil war and, and slave owning. And I was like, Oh no, I have really bad ancestors. Depends on how rich they were. Um, not but, all white people and slaves. Uh, well, I just figured the last name Singleton got passed on. Cause you took like slave last names. That's not I how that, that. works. What? <laughs> I heard that. Is that wrong? Yeah. You totally have that back. No, I heard that like the, like a lot of, uh, no, a lot of slaves oh, took their owner's last name. Is correct. What I was yes. So I, was no, like, no, no. I was like, it didn't go the other way around. The, <laughs> what if, I, okay, I could never do this joke on stage anymore and someone will probably get mad at me for even posting this in, it, in here, but like there was a minute where I wanted to be like, Singleton is my slave name. <laughs> <laughs> but well, they, but then there was this like internal, like huge sigh of relief a little, a little bit when I was like, oh, my father's not my biological father. <sighs> yeah. So theoretically, I'm possibly not from evil mm-hmm. but everyone's got fucking somebody in there yeah everyone is, got, is a fucking psychopath family's closet i mean Jesus. let's just be honest about it i mean so real are there any lessons from your father's side or maybe his absence or yeah. life lessons so my granny i did, like i wasn't particularly close with her I, I mean i spent so much time with my mom's side of the family um, I definitely would say the thing that I took away from my granny, her number one, um, bit, bit of advice to me was number one, don't shack up with a man, which I have done twice and it has been a failure. So never doing that again. I know. I, I almost like, I'm like, I think I, 
if I'm going to be with someone, I might have to be rich enough that we have separate houses. Yeah. Like, uh, and also like maybe we need to be married before we even live together. I don't know. Yeah, I've, so, got if, a, I've got it. I've got at least a two year rule before I will even allow myself to consider it. Cause partly oh, on, oh, I've I never guess, made it that far. I mean, I've fucking, I'm lucky if I make, I mean, I've made some mistakes. In oh, I've, <laughs> I've lived with three guys, three. Yeah. <sighs> I just need to not live with a man unless it's like, I can't, I can't literally afford it financially. I can't blend finances and emotions with another man only to have it end in a year or two later. Yeah. Like, it's just too it. much. And also it takes a lot out of you. It does. I had this thought recently, and I know this is a little bit like overly type A, borderline psychopathic. Love it. <laughs> but I'm like, what if in a relationship, like to say this at the beginning of your relationship, someone would go like, oh, that's your way too controlling. But if you had like quarterly checkups like you do in uh, like reviews, quarterly reviews like oh. you do in a job, like, hey, we're dating. Let's give it a 90-day trial period. In 90 days, let's sit down, have a conversation, see how we're feeling. I think that's what you're supposed to do. I guess you just aren't supposed to be as formal about it. Yeah. I think but it's like, like, let's check in. What is... Because bo- some people just won't say what's bothering them and that's... And just eats away at them. But it's like, well, no, if something I do bothers you or if it's really an issue, let's you need more space, it. you want more of this. Let's talk about it, but... You know, I'm not very good at boundaries and neither are you. Oh, so we either. are like the worst, what honestly. No boundaries. It's a None. Walmart brand and it's all I grew up wearing. <laughs> and it's my life now. Um. Oh, but the real, my favorite oh, lesson, lesson from my granny, other than don't shack up with a man, is if a man buys you a drink at a bar, you buy him one back. To assert that it's like. So that you, you show that you don't need him. Yeah. You got your own money. That's great. And also it kills off that mentality that like, you would think I don't most owe men don't have anything any, anymore, but you never know. You have to go like, I do not owe you anything. We are even. You cannot buy my pussy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. She also had like a scar on her face from a bar fight that she got into in the 70s. She was a real fucking. She also used to like work your granny as a corrections officer. Because she got thrown out of so many bars. Oh, man. She was like a badass. I need to, I'm going to talk about her on stage more. Both of my grandmothers, actually. My mom used to get in bar fights. My I cartoons was, are about them. On yeah. Oh, somebody asked yeah. you about you guys. By the way, go check out her cartoons. Someone specifically asked about those. Oh. Um, do you have any plans to do like, like what inspired you to produce the cartoons? And do you have any plans for like, a bigger one? Yeah. I was, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, a little behind the curtain. That was yes. a thing that Comedy Central was looking specifically for animation. Yes. Um, so how that how that shook out is they saw me do stand up. They met with me. I pitched them literally a thousand things as the building was on fire. Like <laughs> literally, I'm pitching to them as the fucking fire alarms is out and the entire Viacom building is like, like uh huh, this I, is great. I'm literally like, okay, but like, what about something about black hair? Black hair? Do you are you interested in videos about black? Okay, no, okay, okay. But then what about like this theater troupe? <laughs> like this is yeah. the kind of shit I pitch. This two little kids in a theater troupe who and they're like, okay, two inside baseball no one cares all right you know and so like literally on hollywood on sunset boulevard me pitching them and they they okayed this and another thing which did not go and so that way that's how that the amount of things that get okayed or you think are gonna go somewhere and then like don't that's why it's like ah yeah it's Um, hard but you know i i just right time right place they were looking for short form animation and i happened to pitch them something that could be short form either a sketch or whatever but they were like how about an animation i was like i don't draw but yeah, yeah i'm you here can for hook that. me up with someone let's you know? figure it out and then i just made something and put all my friends in it so it was the great. real inspiration is just to like um you know i'm very driven i want a show with my name in the title that's like the dream like the madison Shep- shepherd show or like you know shepherd 
I also oh, just Madison in the title somewhere like my and name. You should just have a show called Madison. It's your sitcom. Yeah. Well, I also thought about. Well, I'll talk to you about things. Yeah. We'll oh, yeah, talk we about the pilot. We can't talk about things. It's all secret things. Also, stuff I haven't written yet. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? God, story of my life. <laughs> oh, we have some. We could do a whole podcast on productivity, by the way. Oh because I need to get some shit done this year. Anyway, we should do a whole episode because I think people would like it. And you have so many little gems you've picked up. Just insanity. To Let's put a pin in that. And yeah. if they work at all by the end of the year, we'll go. Here's <laughs> what helped. Because I'm big on like self-help, trying to work Same. on myself, get shit done this year. Um, a couple more questions. Oh, okay. on that. Do you do you ever think you do like an animated feature film? I would I would love to do more animation, period. I mean, I have like two animations that I've tried to pitch to places and no one has purchased them yet yeah but i think they're still available still available um i think that they are really great stories that i would love to tell tell although i don't really want to do movies i want to do tv because i want a family and uh i'd like to be able to come home at the end of the day to yeah because if you have a good like if you have a multi-cam sitcom it can become just like a nine to five yeah or any kind of like well they say single cams can like be more like movies will be mm. more like just, yeah fucking like 12 but to 16 animation hour i think if i'm not mistaken is probably more like single cam but it's probably, probably just like a longer drawn out process that's true yeah, i don't know i literally out. only did this <laughs> the, yeah these little things i did three minutes worth of animation we're just in the, last year. In the pool at this point yeah exactly but i want to i want to do more stuff i if there was an animator who was interested in working with me i'd be down to collaborate Okay, are you listening, animators? animators. Tony, actually, um, I should hit him up. I mean, he's great. I know. Um, I agreed. I okay. Two more topics. I think um, on the idea, like, so you want to have a family, like mm-hmm. kids, husband, the whole nine. Yeah, I want a house husband though, so that I can headline and you want have someone a who's TV willing show. to like be home and care for everything. Correct. That would be. I don't think I actively seek that, but that would be the best case scenario. That for is the last. My ex boyfriend and my current boyfriend. I was like, you're just being groomed to like impregnate me and then take care of our spawn. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's so. Funny. I literally, mommy just wants to do weekends, and that is fine with you. You don't have a little part of me is like, I think I want that, but then part of me is like, he's got to have ambition about something, or I won't be attracted to him. Um, but I, I guess th- if he had his own project that he did, yeah. I mean, I think the men that I date, like are if you have often- your own little project, I'm right? Such a exactly. Fucking- no, same. No, I think I want to go like full power couple. I'm ready to. Just- I thought I wanted to be the power couple, but you know what? Some other female comic was telling me about like she was working on her pilot, and she was like, "Man, you know, I I always thought that I wanted to be in a power couple, and then I was shooting my pilot, and I was like, I got to come home and talk to my." my long-term uh, partner and he just was like he's just at home waiting and was so excited he was like here's to- some supper and tell me about your day and oh what did i do well i just kind of like piddled around the house and i went to trader jo- you know it was very oh, was like, like nice and you have that she was comfort. like oh it was kind of nice that he also he wasn't competing with me for yeah for like i guess that. that's true i'm almost at the point where i'm like but then again, I look at like I, Natasha when am I successful and Moshe's like I mean, fucking Instagram and I'm like, so I just want, I want their wallpaper, please. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get that connection with the housekeeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While you're off shooting whatever the fuck or you're exactly. touring. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just ready to get into like a fake publicity relationship at this point. Actually. Yeah. If anyone's listening. Available. Tech avail. Tech avail. Yes. Do you have, uh, are you more attracted to white or black men? No. I mean, I go through phases, I think of, is that, I feel like I go through phases of types. It's where I'm mm-hmm. borderline. It's like, uh, I don't want to say it's fetishizing, but I definitely go through periods of time where I'm, 
attract it to the same type of physical Guy. man and then it just like fades into something else yeah yeah i, I mean we all do right my first love was like first generation mexican-american well, mine was an eskimo it's not racist. Okay. It's a real group of people. And everyone's like, Wait, is that I think Inuit? we talked about that. He's got a huge dick, right? Um, I never saw his dick. No, my first, my first, like my very first, this was my first like high school crush. Oh, like my first kiss. But my first boyfriend. Oh, he was half Guatemalan and had the fucking dick of a monster. Like, I know. I he has three kids too. And like, honey, God bless of course his wife's he does. pussy must be like blown out by now. I mean, but good for her. Bless you know? their sweet little family. His mom's so cute. She like comes to my shows when I'm in Alaska. Uh-huh. Very, just for like a very, just cute, yeah family dynamic all together but oh that dick that dick though it spoiled me for like i've never seen a dick and thought it was big because of his dick like i've been like not bad (laughs) i literally was like like, i should be dead you know what's weird i'm actually in my late 20s i started dating a lot of mixed men and so i've i think i'm more attracted to men who have a because like i i've dated cultural background exactly because i've dated a lot of like Native American men, Latino men, Jewish men, uh, and black men, of course. But something happened in my late 20s where it was just like all mixed men. And like even my current partner, he's mixed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of, I'm like, yeah, let's make some super race babies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be probably the healthiest and most beautiful. And the most lactose intolerant. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh God! Although he can eat cheese, but he's yeah, you'll young. probably be fine. He's a child. He doesn't. It's the, is, if, if he was Jewish, you'd have to worry about it. But I think you're fine. I'm just Japanese making things people up. People are lactose too. I think they are. Oh, I guess they don't eat a lot of dairy. I just yeah. thought it was like a lifestyle choice. You know um, what I heard? Maybe. Little pro tip, which I might have just said on the last podcast. I'm almost 100 oh, positive. But I wasn't. I, I wasn't here on the last pod. Well, you also you like have amazing skin, so you're probably not even that worried. But I'm not. Collagen helps maintain your youth. Apparently, um. Japanese people put collagen in like everything and that's part of why their skin looks so good. Shut the You can't up. overdose on it. I've been putting the powder in my water. Well, you look it's great. been two days, but I feel like <laughs> you I, look great. I feel like I look great. Man, I feel yeah, like I just warmer. want someone who like <laughs> it always devolves into love, doesn't it? So much yeah. for that. Whatever spectrum. What is that thing called? The Kinsey Kinsey. No, that's the bisexual scale. Oh, the thing where when women don't bring up relationships on a movie, it doesn't matter. Oh, the Bechdel test? Yeah. Listen to the Bechdel cast, by the way. Shout yeah, out check to it that. out. It's a great podcast. Yeah, great podcast. Um, I just want someone who like is just loves the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, who just like is excited to be with me. Man. It, let me just tell I don't you. care what you look like. I mean, I do, but I don't have a type, but like I'm sure I'll care in a way. No, I mean, you have to be attracted to yeah. them. But I will say this about my uh, current beau uh he is so enthusiastic to be with me which i'm like i love and i also really am enthusiastic to be with him but you know what that has brought up for what? me and i think this might be a thing that'll happen for you as well Uh-oh. just how low my self-esteem really is you know what I yeah mean? that just it's how like negative myself oh like, i didn't even know that i was worth being loved yeah well oh, he'll scared. like say so, he'll like say something nice and i'll immediately make a joke out about it and he's like can you not because basically what you're doing is like saying that my taste, my taste is, is shit shitty. and i'm shit because i like you and i was like oh oh <laughs> yeah that's so true like and so that's uh you know such an interesting way to look mm-hmm. at it and then so that'll be interesting for you when it happens when it, be if like, it ever happens it will jessica you're great i don't know um i turned this into like me boohooing about <laughs> i've literally like 
just got out of dating someone like basically dating someone i'm not in a rush no you were dating somebody we were like not together but you were we were pretty much together yeah, and then when i was like are we together and he's like i guess not and i was like i'll just fucking jump off a cliff um but anyways should, i'm yeah. flying free and i'm in a weird place where i don't know if i like i want to settle down but then i want dick but i don't want to slut around it's a whole thing no that's what happens in your are we talking are we saying our age can we talk in my designated age <laughs> i'm getting i'm in the it's thir- it's 30s time yeah 30s i mean that happens i mean i i definitely felt it's like, like i'm so horny but it's like i don't want to sleep with just anyone yeah. but i also if i don't fuck someone i might burn a house down i don't know <laughs> yeah no i understand um okay not about me last thing okay this this one's probably like what a heavy way to take it before we end uh within the black community there is a lot of um black women relentlessly this is the thing i've noticed or read about relentlessly defending black men because they feel like they have to like as far as the stereotype of like the absent black father or like sticking up for black men, even if they're wrong because no one else will stick up for them. Mm -hmm. Like in the situation of R Kelly. Oh God. I didn't want to get into that. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, how can you not with like people not believing black women? That's the thing is there's this, I I guess that's Mm -hmm. actually a, a perfect, unfortunately a magnification of that situation is like, like knowing, Oh, if I like putting up with, arguably like abuse or whatever mm-hmm. because if if i turn you in the punishment is going to be way worse than it should be for yeah. you because you are a black man yeah um and then the tendency i guess which is magnified by that was like the this idea that like people can't be- like is was that like a i didn't know that that was a thing that mm-hmm. people like don't believe black women yes that's true like i mean i've definitely like i mean like the first people i told about i mean this is uh, trigger warning i'm talking about rape uh my rape uh so the yeah. first people i talked about my rape to were uh two other black teenagers two ta- black teenage girls and they didn't believe me they were like you're not you can't be you, you weren't raped that's not what happened to you i was like no i was like as sure. if you were lying yeah and for sure i had to go to therapy about it later because i it was one of those well because you internalized exactly i buried it so like i know for i know that's like one of many things yeah. uh, that has happened in my life as a black woman and and here's the thing about being mixed i'm mixed but i'm also a black woman and i'm yeah. black presenting so i experience the world as a black as a black woman. woman yeah and so there is a lot of that kind of shit that goes on and also that and, and I get in trouble for it last year, particularly when I was doing like literally just a, I mean, you knew how exhausted I was about telling these jokes, but yeah. talking about my ex who's a black man and there were some black male comics who were not okay with me besmirching a black man on stage. You're like, I'm besmirching him specifically. He happens to be black. Yes, exactly. And also it was so vague. You would have to know who he was in order to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I got in trouble. Like literally. People that's why, want, but they, they wanted to silence you. And yeah. Like, do you remember like last year, like I posted this status, like, okay, like let's get into the drama. Like you're not allowed to tell me I'm not allowed to talk about this on stage. Yes. Cause it's my experience in my life. That was because other, other black, black men, I thought he was saying something, but other black men, there's one black comic in specific were feeding to him hey madison is saying these things about you which is basically code for this black woman is not protecting a black man in my opinion and it's such a misogynistic point of view that we're not allowed to talk bad about and do you think that that's like i 
I don't think that there's like a clear answer, but that's not fair. No, it's not fair. That and it's like, you, guess you, what? Still did those jokes for like. Well, yeah, you. Like, like, in time. my opinion, it's. God, there's no. Oh, it's also like a joke shitting on someone not having their life together is a little bit different than like full on incriminating someone and sending them to prison or whatever. Yeah. But I, I mean, which he was not the situation. But it, it, it sucks <laughs> that people feel like they should have to be silenced to. Uh, I mean, God, I think it happens in other ways too, that like, uh, with mental illness and, and this is going to take a fucking real dark turn. Like, Mm. uh, people, it's just hard that responsibility of feeling like you have to cover things because you're concerned about somebody else's well-being. Yeah. And I don't know what, like, if there is like a good answer, but I just remember I have three friends keeping secrets for other people. Yeah. I have I mean, can I get real dark for a second? Yeah, please. I have three friends who happen to be mixed, but that has nothing to do with the story. Sure. I think white mom, uh, <laughs> black dad who wasn't around, uh, uh mm. their mom, uh, just trigger warning. They're all dead. Uh, <laughs> their mom is a paranoid schizophrenic mm-hmm. and they lived with their mom and mm-hmm. they, uh, she would like abuse them. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was first becoming friends with them, they'd be like, Oh, my mom's crazy. I'm like me too. And they're like, okay, well no, like for our real. mom's really crazy. She'd be yeah. one of us with a golf club. Yeah. Like, um, and they were going to move out cause it was just too much and live with their grandma. But then, uh, they decided to stay cause they felt so bad that like, mm-hmm. who's going to take care of her and like, yeah, she just needs our help. She's not a bad person. She's just mentally unwell. Yeah. And then she ended up like murdering them, mm. which is so sad. And I don't know why I made it about this. It's just interesting that like, but they want to, I mean, there is something when you're, when you like love someone, you care about them. It's crazy what love and just genuine compassion for another human will make you put yourself through. But arguably it's not love in that case. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Because real love is to be like, Hey, I love you. I don't approve of what you're doing. I'm going to separate myself from you. And yes, having that strength to like, yeah, I mean, it's, and this is also not to blame them. I don't think no, no, there no, no, was no. anything in that situation. No, and they were those, like high school boys, you know, it's like, yeah, who knows? Like those kids did the best they fucking could. And that's a, a really very extreme ha- example. Situation. But it's like, and maybe I shouldn't have even brought that up because that's so fucked. But, 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 still, but even in like in an abusive situation like, where like completely. a woman wouldn't want to report her husband because she's like, yes, he's doing something bad, but the way that the reaction from this will be much worse Mm -hmm. and then I will feel guilty. Yeah. And there, there's so much talk of like, I mean, it happened with my grandmother, like with her, like they didn't believe her. They thought she was just being fast. Not that this adult man. Oh, so they just thought like, Oh, you're lying about. Yeah. You were being being fast. at That's the the term they used. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. And it's like, the truth is, is that like, we don't have to be, and this is something I'm bringing. This is the energy I'm bringing into 2019. Yes. Give it to me. I never talk about this stuff, but I'm like, I'm going to just start talking about this shit because fuck it. You're like, if I'm thinking about it, other people have to be thinking about it. I'm not the only person who has that story. The story of the dad who thought his sister was a sister and not his mom. Yeah. That's a common thing that happened in the 50s. Yes. Catholic black people come the fuck on. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, like at this point with some, like it needs to be, it should be obvious. Like not talking about it isn't working. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not healing. No one's situations aren't improving by us sweeping right. shit under the rug and we should you know on that 
no i mean it's like that old thing where they're like if you can laugh about if you can laugh about the shame it can never shame you again you know what i yeah. mean or whatever the saying is but i think that's true about these darker things and we have to talk about it absolutely and, and it's okay to air them out i'm fine with not being believed by people because at this point, I talk into a microphone most days of the week and I write stuff that's uh, going to get on TV one day. Yeah. And I have no problem speaking my truth and I'm trying to do that more. Yeah. I'm and not like always not successful. At not it. get hung up on, oh, what if this person thinks Correct. I'm lying? What if that person? I've, I've boxed myself in about shit that I will and won't say on stage. Like I don't talk about my family fully, yeah. but there is some stuff that I'm like, I'm going to start talking about this because there's gotta I, be some funny in it. Yeah, also. there's gotta be some funny. It's also like so there's so many elements mm-hmm. when there's so much like stuff that you're like, holy shit. Like you and also it helps you heal. Like laughter yeah. is healing. And that's my problem sometimes when people think that there's things that there are things that like, you know, you shouldn't say, I guess, but maybe. I don't know. Like when people want to censor like whole topics and it's like you can't some people have to talk about things and joke about them to heal. So like yeah. now you're I don't know. I say good for you for like, I'm trying, man. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait to see it. One yeah. last thing. Cause I sure. forgot to include this. Oh yeah. Um, a, a man asked for advice. Uh, one of my listeners, uh, him and his wife adopted a child from Ethiopia. Mm. They're both white. Mazel. Mazel. They're, uh, <laughs> their son is black. Any recommendations for us to prepare him for going to the world as a teenager since they're not, you know, like other than like their sure. own perspective, but I mean, for one thing, getting the kid in touch with people from his community. That's one thing I'll say, like, you know, kudos to my mom for this is she did move me to a black neighborhood. That may not be an option for you and your wife, sir. But um, she made sure that if I had a black doll, I had a white doll. Yeah. It, um, oh, wow. I like read a so lot of dolls. I did have so many dolls, <laughs> girl, but they were all hand-me-downs or like secondhand. So it wasn't fancy. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I watched media with like a black protagonist, I watched it with the white. You know what I mean? It was yeah. all. Kind she of, didn't want you to get any type of She didn't stigma. want me to ever because I was with my white family so much. She never wanted me to think that I wasn't also black. Yeah. You know what and I mean? You, she didn't want you to like feel weird about it. Correct. So like putting the kid in touch with their own culture taking them to ethiopian restaurants is a good way to do it oh wow taking them to uh, i don't know what part of the country you're in yeah but you can in, sometimes there's culture centers for a specific right so like i know like um in groups. certain parts of the midwest there's large ethiopian populations certainly in seattle i think and also los angeles where you can take them to like shops and places and like you know, have them be amongst their people. In yeah. Dallas, there was a ton of Ethiopian people who always thought I was Ethiopian for some reason. I think it's the big ass forehead, but whatever. That's Not, so is funny. That, racist? <laughs> oh, fuck. that might be racist. Uh, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> That's but, so funny. But yeah, so I would just say like, be inclusive as you can. Talk about race. Talk about culture. Show them music and and media of their, you know, let them listen to The weekend. He's Ethiopian. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe not all the music. You know what I mean? Just like some of it. But, like, I think that's the way you can help kind of deal with that. But, you know, I have... Um, I have somebody who I love very, very much in my life who is in the process of becoming a parent to a black child. And oh, wow. part of that conversation, because, you know, I love this person very much... Um, was like, yeah, I'll be there to like help mentor or answer field questions or answer things that like mom and dad can't do because 
they don't have that they don't have the experience experience but i can because i've lived a life as a black person in america oh wow so i think finding those safe people who you know and love and trust the judgment of it's you know what aunties and uncles are always available and they you know they can come in all kind of shapes and forms and friends you meet somewhere i mean and let that kid know like hey you can talk to this person or here open up a dialogue with them you know what i mean i love that and i think that's the way to do it i mean i don't know yeah keep I it mean, open i told my my <laughs> my current man i was like if we have kids they will they will be going to japanese emergent school you know what i mean like, they should though they're it's gonna like, like learn every, about their culture I mean, like you know what i mean even your own culture aside i think every kid should go to an emergent school I no agree. two languages like what yeah, it's not gonna hurt absolutely. you absolutely probably by then they should just be like mandarin or spanish or something yeah we'll be crumbling so yeah who knows just get in one of the the biggest languages any day now just Uh. gonna implode as a country Until then, boy, we've really kept it lighthearted. We, we brought did. up rape. We brought up several times murder. We uh, brought up you know racism. our relationship goals. So it's, I mean, we kept it. Yeah, I can't believe the things we've talked about. And I still like somehow managed to be like, I just want to find a husband. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> where can people find you? Okay, I'm on Twitter at Madison Shepherd, Instagram at Madison underscore Shepherd, and I do have. Listen, they made me get a Facebook fan page last year. They they meaning Comedy Central. Oh, I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the was, man. Yeah, basically. So if you could like that, I mean, now I have to upkeep it. It's a thing that I have. You know what? Though somebody pointed this out to me. Start mm-hmm. putting shit on there because you, I put stuff. Well, if you're Instagram trying to go on, the, I don't know if you have any uh, yeah. aspirations to go on the road. Oh yeah, no, I want to do the road. Yeah. Uh, outside of the coast, and I know no one likes to think of like coastal elites, but like we are, yeah. even yeah. though we're fucking poor people. Yeah, even though we are both. A l- majority of the country is still by and large on Facebook, and th- yeah, and that's the only place they're interacting. Yeah, so if you so could you can just- find your audience, even if you like when you have enough money to like do a little promotion of something that's funny, like yeah. put five bucks on it, yeah, people will find you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely go like her page. I mean, yeah, please like my Facebook page, and I do want to do. And also, if you would like me to come to your city, sound off in the comments. Like, I say I that. Do. Tell her, and also tell the comedy clubs where you're at. Yeah, I mean, that you I want to see us. I try to get out a little bit once a year, but you know, as as I can do more, I will do more because I love traveling and I love this dumb little country so much. I know, and I want to see you guys. So, all right, awesome. Um, thank you for doing this. Thanks. Bye, idiots. Bye. Well, there you go. Uh, All things mixed with Madison Shepard. Thank you for submitting your questions. If you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes. Share it with your friends because everyone is a little bit ignorant sometimes. I want to give a big thank you to my League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. John, Matt, Gene, Greg, Kathy, Terry. Uh, If you want to be a part of that, join the monthly Google Hangs. Have guaranteed uh, question asking. Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. And... uh, Good way to, um, you know, if you enjoy the podcast, um, <clears throat> be a patron. It's like uh, people who are patrons of the theater, except for you're just patrons of my big dumb mouth. And I am so appreciative. Um, yeah, follow at Blessed Podcast on Twitter. Ignorance is Blessed on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, you know... Do all that. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and subscribe to my new podcast with Connor McSpadden, Existential Crisis. 
all things relationship, love, sex. I'm so obsessed with those things, and I always seem to work them into this episode, into these episodes, even if they don't belong. So now I have an outlet for them, and I know we all have questions and queries about that. So that will be a good place for all of that. Check that out, and uh, please remember that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek from how things look at their situated position in the world. Uh, if you have any additional questions for Madison, um, any topics you want to hear covered, tweet them at me, send me a message on Facebook, join the Facebook group, put them there, uh, or send them if you want to remain totally anonymous from any other eyes, ignorance is blessed podcast, all one word at gmail.com. All one word's not in there. It's ignorance is blessed podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. Isn't that the point? <sighs> Thanks for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots! <laughs> <laughs>